Hello and welcome and happy Thursday. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening, the show where no one cares, the show where every episode's the last one we're ever going to air. All right, let's jump in. But before we do, I'm going to be away for a long weekend. My friend is getting married in California. I'm going to visit. But she's marrying a fucking rabbi, and she's not Jewish. I'm looking forward to this. I'm actually going to have her on soon to talk about the conversion. It's going to be wild. And I don't know why she's doing this. She's a stand-up comedian. Oh, I guess I do know why she's doing this. I'll be back on Tuesday with a new show. All right, today's episode, we are talking to a woman who the internet loves. They call her the Queen of Chaos. She's been arrested 11 times, or at least booked 11 times, and each time a viral mugshot where she is smiling from ear to ear. The arrests are usually drug-related. They haven't all been. She's really sweet, really funny, and I'm actually kind of happy for that the internet loves her videos. So let's dive into this with the Queen of Chaos, Rayanna Brock. like shit all the time so you don't have to worry <laughs> so yeah i was hoping to just chat with you about all these uh, mug shots and why you've been smiling for the last five years honestly like i've told a couple people that the reason why i smiled in my mug shots was because i ha- i was high and that was mostly the reason um it also the reason i just really i honestly just didn't care i wanted to smile really to make the guards mad it kind of started with my very very first mugshot um so i knew it did make the guards mad so that's why i started smiling and the rest of them it's kind of like a fuck you to the authority isn't it yeah basically i know it makes them mad and honestly at the time i didn't really give a shit so most of the time that i smiled you know i just wanted to show like you know they can't keep me forever and at the same time like my first mugshot i was in high school so i knew that all my friends were gonna see it so i was like you know i don't want to look like i'm mad or sad because i know people are gonna like talk shit so might as well plaster a smile on my face you know well right rihanna they can take you forever depending on what you do you know if you kill a bunch of people i, th- I think they i hope they can yeah i knew with my charges though i was like you know they gotta let me out eventually they can't keep me forever yeah you aren't exactly hurting anybody well maybe yourself depending on the level of drug use and everything but you're not it's kind of a you're not there's no victim to your crime other than yourself right yeah no but why over five years was the first mugshot that you took where you were smiling did you get any attention from that one um honestly i was pretty popular at my high school so i went to jail it was Uh, about three months before I graduated high school. And when I got out of jail, I was like so nervous to go to school because I, all my friends had already texted me and they was like, yeah, like um, there was like a computer class and like every student sat at a computer and I was actually in that class. And they were telling me how my teacher was actually the one he had pulled up my mugshot. So everyone had their computer like, like pulled up of my mugshot. And my friend actually sent me a video of it. And that was like the day after I got out of jail. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to school for like two weeks. So I actually went to the beach and I get back two weeks later and it was my first day back to school. 
And I'm walking down the hallway. I hadn't even heard anything about my mugshot yet. I was like, okay, maybe people forgot. And I swear, I turned the corner and somebody had printed out my mugshot and like hung it up on the wall. So I just immediately, I walked out to my car and I was like, okay, I'm leaving. So (laughs) I knew it was going to be a big thing. Like it was definitely a big thing for my first mugshot. You know, I was in high school and nobody in my high school had really gotten in trouble like I did. Um, So yeah, it was a big thing. Well, you'd think they'd be a little scared of you, no? Instead, they were making fun of you. Were you somebody to mess with? No, like, see, the, like, crowd I ran with, um, like, I ran with the popular kids, like, the goody two-shoes. They're really good kids, though. Um, And I was a good kid, too. Like, I made great grades. Like, I had never been in trouble, though. So, it was, like, a big deal. Like, they was like, oh, did you hear about Rana got in trouble? So, like, everybody was talking about it, so... And so when you went to jail, was it like terrifying? Was it pretty laid back? Do you think jail for women in the U.S. is not quite as bad as jail for men? What was your experience like as a high school student in there? Honestly, my first time going to jail, it was not bad at all because I got arrested actually with my best friend. We committed the crime together. We like stole shit from Walmart, just stupid shit like makeup and tampons. And my first time in jail, they actually put us in the same cell together. So me and her walk in and, you know, we had just turned 18. So all the women in our cell, they were like over the age of 40. So they just looked at us like, girls, what are y'all doing in here? And they like took care of us. You know, they gave us some noodles and some food, some thermals. So my first jail trip was not bad at all. They like took care of us in there. And I was also with my best friend. So, well, I guess that positive experience maybe caused you to have brush-ups with the law again, not worrying about it so much. I, I don't know. But there were 11 mugshots between then and now. And eventually the internet sort of falls in love with you because of your, you know, shit-eating grin. You're just smiling from ear to ear in these photos. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that. Honestly, every time I've gotten in trouble, most of those mugshots that I was smiling in, I was crying my eyes out like right before because I I hate jail. Nobody wants to go to jail. And I know I seem like it's not that bad, but, you know, nobody wants to sit in a cell with, you know, no food. And it's always like my big thing is it's always freezing cold in there. And I I weigh like 110 pounds. So I'm always going through it in there just because of how cold it is. But um yeah, like most of those mugshots, I was crying literally right before, but I still wiped my little face and got up there and smiled, you know. I, I'm, I'm one of those like positive people, you know, try to keep a smile on my face no matter what I'm going through. I wonder, like after I cry, I get a, a big flow of those chemicals where you just feel really good. Like, I don't know whether what it is, serotonin or something. Was it a bit like that? Like you'd had your cry, now it's time to smile? Yeah. And like some of the jails, like I know Madison County, I have been arrested in that county three times. So on my third mugshot, it's like the same people were booking me in. So they already knew me. So I was like crying my eyes out and they was like, are you going to smile for this one? (laughs) So it like gave me that boost. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I need to wipe my face and get up there and smile. So you're you're popular, not, not just amongst the internet where you're called the queen of chaos, but you're popular amongst these guards as well. Yeah, they definitely know me. Um, Even like my first time going to jail, like my parents have been in trouble a lot. So that first mugshot I was telling you about, I was actually, I wasn't even thinking about smiling, but I was sitting there with the guard and his, his name is actually Miracle. And he was like, he was like, hey, he was like, who's your parents? And I told him who my parents were. And he was like, oh boy. He was like, you're walking um, down the same path as your dad. You're following in his footsteps. And he was being kind of a dick about it. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to get up here. And I smiled and he told me, he was like, no, he was like, you can't smile. He was like, stop smiling. And I just kept doing it. And he took it anyway. So I was like, okay, I just kept doing it. Cause I was like, okay, you're being a dick. Yeah. Miracle sounds like a great name, but kind of a bad dude. If you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was literally 18, you know, it was my first case. So it was, and I understand he was trying to give me like tough love, I guess, but you know, after I got out of jail, I talked to my dad about it. And my dad was like, yeah, he absolutely hates me. So I'm kind of glad that I put that smile on my face just to piss him off. So uh, one of the reasons you said you're smiling is that you're, I don't know, on Xanax. Uh, let me tell you something about myself. Like that is a drug that I've struggled with for many years. I've been clean from it from four years, but I can completely relate that it just gets you blissed out. How long have you been popping those pills? Are you clean now? Yeah, I've been clean for almost two years. Uh, my sobriety date's January 18th, 2022. Um, Xanax was just one of those drugs for me. I totally feel you on that. It just made me feel invincible. It made me really feel like I could do anything. And I didn't care about getting caught. It's like a part of me was like, I wish somebody would say something to me. Like It was just like kind of a dare game all the time. I know Xanax affects people differently, but that's definitely every time I took Xanax, it just made me feel like I could do whatever I wanted. So that was becoming a big issue with me. Well, congrats on the sobriety. For me, it was September 2019. So I guess it's, I don't know, three and a half years. Yeah. Congrats to you too, man. But I used to mix it with booze, which I do not recommend. Uh, yeah. But it can stop your heart like nothing. Like it seems like nothing. You have a few drinks, you pop a bar to a Xanax. And then you're just lights out, your heart stops, you die. It's as bad as mixing booze and heroin, not in terms of its effects, but in terms of whether it can kill you or not. Uh, and I just did that because it was like lights out. I could sleep no matter what, no matter the stress. That's where I was at with it. Not that I'm recommending you take it this way. You should not. No, I definitely, um, you know, I've heard so much about like people easily overdosing from mixing, you know, Xanax and alcohol. The big thing with me, I wasn't ever a big drinker, like even in college, uh, like all my friends would want to drink. And I just I, I really hate the taste of alcohol. But those times that I did mix it with alcohol, like you said, it was lights out. Like I wasn't going to do anything just because it would literally knock me out. Yeah. So in those terms, you know, at least I wasn't like out being a menace to society, but it was super dangerous of me to do that. But I really didn't do that much. Like there's probably like several times I mixed it with alcohol. Um, and when I did, I just would pass out. So I liked more like taking the Xanax alone because it would make me like be up. Like everyone says like it's not an upper and I know it affects people different. Like some people take Xanax and just pass out. But for me, I would just take it and I would be up like all night. Like it was crazy. Well, I'm congrats again on the two years of sobriety almost. Let's get back to what I said about you. The internet is calling you the queen of chaos because they love your smiles in these mugshots. Some of them have gone viral. How does it feel to get this kind of response? Honestly, I wasn't really expecting any of this. Um, you know, I'm one of those people I, I love like embracing my mistakes even before this like stuff went viral like I've always been one to like not hide from what I've done not hide from my mistakes because you know I'm human everybody makes mistakes um but you know I have been taking advantage of like the opportunities that have been coming my way and that's been great in that part because I've I've met so many great people and like like you said like I have met so many people who have just been messaging me telling me about their sobriety and like tell me that I've been an inspiration you know for sharing my story and like what I dealt with with Xanax and I love that just the fact that people can you know relate 
you're cleaning up your act and I think people are noticing and feeling a little inspired by you. One part because your mugshots are hilarious, the other part because of your story. So what is next for you? Are, are you planning on staying out of jail? I hope the answer is yes to that one. Yes, I really cannot afford to get into trouble ever again. Um, really, what's next for me? I'm just um, I'm looking to get back into school. I'll probably start next fall. Uh, but right as of right now, I'm trying to actually get started working for a rehab in my town. Um, I have an interview actually next week. So I'm trying to get started working at one of the rehabs, being like like a substance abuse tech or a substance abuse counselor. Um, I would love to do that. Yeah, it sounds like a great way to help given your experience. Yeah. And I know like, you know, from my personal experience, like everyone's been telling me they're like, oh, this is going to be so detrimental to your future. And at the same time, I understand like with some employers, it's obviously going to be detrimental. But you know, for what I want to do, like they want people like me who have been in and out of jail in and out of addiction. Um, I know so many people that, you know, I went through addiction with so many of my friends work at these rehabs now. And I just I love that for them. So I feel like that's what God's like calling me to do is just to go down that path, just to like share my story with others. So it could possibly like, you know, help them. Yeah, well, I can understand, I guess I don't agree with it, but that employers might uh, prejudice you or not hire you because of your past. But if people aren't going to hire you because you're helping people like fuck that, do you really want to work for some jerk like that? Exactly, exactly. That's what I've been telling people too. And I mean, I know I have so many charges, but at the same time, you know, I'm not a felon. All these charges, I can get expunged off my record in just a few years. So, I mean, you know, 10 years probably, I won't even have a record. And I know, you know, when you look my name up on Google, all this shit will pop up. Like, but like you said, like, I don't want to work for somebody who's going to be judging me for my past, you know, and won't let me work for them because of what I did when I was a stupid kid, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And the laws in the, you see, I grew up in Canada. I live in New York now, but the laws in Canada, kids' records are sealed until they're 18. And if they don't uh, cause any trouble after that, employers can never see it. I wish it was like that in the U.S. Here in some states, if you do something when you're 14, it can follow you for the rest of your life. It's bullshit. I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, See, and I know too, like even if I get these charges expunged like some of them like it won't be on my record anymore but if you do like a thorough background check you'll still be able to see some things I don't really know how it works I know a lot of people that I know have had issues with that like they've gotten all their charges expunged but if they're a felon I'm just thank god that I I never had like a felony stick and I'm not a convicted felon but so many of my friends and family you know they have like major trouble getting a good job just because of, you know, stuff that they did when they was a kid as well. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your life, but, you know, stay the course, helping people if they want people with that kind of experience in rehab centers. Definitely go for that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I will. Well, uh, do you like the name the Queen of Chaos? You know, I was just telling my friend the other day because they're one of those friends that have like seen me at my worst, but also seen me at my best. And I told them I was like, you know, like, People are expecting like these news people when they talk to me. I've seen so many people be like, you know, I just wasn't expecting her personality to be like that and her talking like that. Like she sounds like she's a sweet kid. And, you know, at that time during those mugshots, I definitely was like a queen of chaos. Like I was just a menace to society. But now I feel like I'm more like the queen of peace. Like I just want peace in my life, (laughs) you know. So it's 
it's like I have like the best of both worlds. Like, yeah, I was that back then, but I feel like as of now, like I'm definitely not a queen of chaos, you know, but I'll take it. Um, I definitely was at the time, but now I just feel like, you know, I just want to be like the queen of peace, you know. Do you have any examples of unimaginable stories of people reaching out from the internet who are completely nuts? So this is actually a crazy one. It was the first time I've obviously had a million crazy people message me. Um, but this uh, dude the other day, he I thought it was so crazy because he's a complete stranger, but he is actually getting a tattoo of me. He sent me money to get a tattoo of me. And it's like it's literally a Xanax bottle and it has Rana Brock, the Queen of Chaos on it with like a crown on top of the bottle. And he had to go through like four or five tattoo artists because nobody wanted to put that on him like drug you know yeah but he actually found someone and he's getting it tattooed on the 22nd i believe so i thought that was crazy he just randomly messaged me and he was like hey i'll pay you to you know get a tattoo of you and i was like okay yeah i mean i'll definitely do that (laughs) (laughs) you don't find it strange you're like yeah fine whatever i don't give a shit Oh, I definitely find it strange, but I told him, I was like, you know, I just respect the fact that you don't give a shit because so many people are like, don't get that tattoo. You don't even know her. And it's a Xanax bottle, but he's just so like determined. Like he told me, he was like, I'm definitely on a mission now. Like he had to go through so many artists to like find the right one who would do it. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I respect that. Like I definitely respect his ability to not give a shit what anybody thinks. He just, he thought my story was so cool. He seen me in the newspaper and I just loved that. I was like, you know what? If you want to go for it, dude, like definitely. Would you ever meet that guy? And uh, please don't is my advice to you. Yeah, I probably would never meet him in person. Um, but yeah, you know, I might talk to him over the phone or something if he wanted to. But he, he doesn't even want to like talk with me. He doesn't want anything from me. Like a lot of people <laughs> have been messaging me, you know, asking for like explicit pictures or like feet pictures, like weird shit. But, you know, he just messaged me and he was like, you know, I just want a tattoo of you. And I was like, OK, I mean, go for it. Yeah, I guess if you're getting a bunch of creeps asking for your feet and naked photos when someone's just like, I don't even want to know you. I just want a tattoo of you. You're like, sure, whatever. Let's go for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely my take on it. (laughs) Rihanna, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been a treat. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Stay out of trouble. Uh, I will.